0: Back to the Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this is episode number 243. This week I am very honored to be joined by uh two just absolutely incredible people. I adore these guys. Uh, we're gonna be joined again by Scott Stark. Scott's been on the show a couple times. We talked about his first 50k, we talked about what it takes to climb 14ers. Um Cause he's a mountain nerd like me. He's an outdoors nerd, an adventure nerd, just like I am. He's always he's the guy who's always down for any sort of adventure. So, you know, if you ever are looking for uh I was about to say good time, call Scott. <laughs> but that sounded like something you'd find written um like on the wall of a porta potty or something. So don't call scott but i hope you have friends like scott because you can just come up to scott and be like hey man let's go uh snowshoe 16 miles in january because that's a good idea um and then find yourself you know completely not lost not lost we were on the trail but uh completely like up to your waist in snow you know just exhausted and like an eight hour suffer fest Scott's that guy he'll he'll do that um and Catherine his fiance is just absolutely wonderful like super positive super happy go lucky um just like a joy like when she when you're around her like the mood in the room no matter what the mood could be is just going to be more positive more happy more sunny Uh, She definitely has a sunny disposition. My kids call her fun, Catherine. Um, So these two uh, basically have kind of somewhat forged their relationship together through outdoor adventure. And that's something I really wanted to explore because I think it's it's so big. No matter how far you are into your relationship, like I'm thinking my aunt and uncle, uh, Aunt Marilyn, Uncle Joel, um, they're in their 70s now and they are still to this day going on wild adventures um, you know whether that's like a raft trip or, or a hiking trip or a hut to hut like you know and it just it draws you closer to that person because you don't have any distractions like you're out there you just have your conversation and your joy of being around each other um, and that not only that but like When you're having an adventure with someone, specifically, you know, someone you love or a significant other, you're out, you're out in the wilderness and you have this experience that you can share and talk about and laugh about and think back on uh, for the rest of your life. It's kind of that definition of type two fun that we've always talked about. Those are the stories and those are the stories that last and stick that you want to share with your friends or go on your friend's podcast and uh, talk about. those are the ones that actually draw meaning, right? Because they seem so significant. And at times, like the adventure turns into a misadventure, which, you know, if you've listened to the show before, that's one of my favorite themes ever. Adventures turning into misadventures. Um, Be safe, obviously. Be safe out there adventuring. But when misadventures do occur, like those are the ones that, that you can draw from. And actually like almost in a weird way, like they have the potential to, make you even closer to that person Um, you know and it it might not only be for like a significant other right like I think of hikes or or uh, outdoors things I've done with just friends of mine and like Scott for instance this would be a good example Um, when I first met Scott I was sleeping in a Prius next to my good buddy Calvin Johansson this is the story I love telling the story it just makes me laugh we were sleeping in a Prius. We had just climbed Mount Albert the the night before, um, so we were already kind of beat up, me and Cal. Um, and all of a sudden, at like four in the morning, it is downpouring on this car, right? And Calvin's like, "Yeah, dude, this guy Scott's gonna come up and do Mount Massive with us uh, this morning and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, yeah, that'll be fun." And I had never met Scott. Calvin and I had never met Scott. Scott was just, you know looking for people to climb a 14 or with. And so anyways, downpour, we're like, there's no way we're going to leave this car right now. And we get a knock on the window and we just hear, we roll it down. I don't think I even opened my eyes, but I heard Scott talking and we're like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, we're not gonna, We're this isn't happening today, man. I'm sorry. Like we'll have to reschedule. And, and he had driven all the way from his house <laughs> to come meet us at this trailhead and so he's like oh no problem like he's super you know like but like a lot of people are in in the outdoors like one of the skills is just being you know kind of flexible and and optimistic and positive uh so he's like yeah no big deal and he drove home anyways we woke up like an hour later calvin and i to like a beautiful bluebird morning and we're like ah we're gonna have to climb this now and then the whole day we just felt uh guilt about sending scott away (laughs) So, uh, but eventually, you know, like you have you go on those adventures with your friends, even, and you know, these are the things you guys talk about for basically the rest of your lives, the rest of your friendship. Um, so I I mean, you know me, I'm a big proponent of adventures in the wilderness or experiences in the wilderness. Like, there's so many different types too. You could go on a long hike, you could go on a backpack. You go mountain biking. You go bike packing. Uh, you could go rock climbing. You you know uh, in this episode, Scott and Catherine will talk about a stand up paddleboard experience gone gone wrong. Um, but there's all of these things, and there's much much more that I didn't even mention right there. But but the fact is, like seeking out these experiences with close friends or loved ones or significant others or family members, like it's huge to me. It is what makes life worth living um you know and you know i just i just really respect people who kind of show this you know side and like kind of have inherited you know this same kind of thought um so i hope this episode inspires you to plan some outdoor adventures we're in march right now summer is fast approaching um there's some cool stuff out there. We live in you know in a cool country with a lot of land to explore. There's so much to explore just in our whole entire world. So hopefully you're out there, you're planning something, and hopefully you're planning it with with someone who you really appreciate um because it's gonna cause you guys to bond on a on a deeper level and maybe have misadventures where at times you're very stressed at each other and cuss each other out. That's part of it. whatever. be flexible, be it be positive. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Oh, I have to say this too. Uh, audio was a bit weird at times. Um, I figured out what happened later, but unfortunately not during our conversation. You'd think I'd be a Zoom expert at this point, being a middle school teacher right now uh, through 2020 and 2021. You'd think I'd have Zoom down, but I realized there's like a like a background noise canceller, And so if you're two people and you have a background noise canceler on, like at times... It will only focus on one person's voice and then the other person will be kind of low. So that happens a few times. I apologize. I'm not I've never claimed to be an audio expert of sorts, even though it's episode 243. And I probably should be at this point. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. This has some of my favorite misadventures that we featured on the show, including alligators, stand up paddleboarding gone wrong and uh, backcountry skiing. Uh, craziness down cliffs and stuff all right let's get into it this is like a bigfoot podcast number 243 with scott stark and katherine thomas all right guys this week i'm sitting down and talking with scott stark and Catherine thomas Catherine, i almost wanted to say fun Catherine because that's what my kids call you and so I almost wrote that down in my notes, and then I, was I mean
1: like, I wouldn't hate that. You can call me Fun Catherine. It's a good nickname.
0: <laughs> so we got Scott Stark, Fun Catherine here. That's like a radio DJ thing, you know. But anyways, welcome to the show. I'm super excited to talk to you guys. Thanks
2: yeah, for thanks having for having us, man.
0: I have to say this, like Scott, you are probably one of the most like you're the dude that you can just call with a random idea, and you're like, yeah. I'll show up and do that. No, Oh, no, no I know, yes. man.
2: I know there's been so many times over the years where, you know, you've called me with these crazy ideas, like running my first 50K. I didn't run anything close to that. I think the fur- furthest I ran before that was a half marathon. I just like, sure, why not?
1: <laughs> he is Mr. Yes, man, like,
2: through yeah. and
1: through. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I don't like yeah. saying no to, like, cool opportunities, especially yeah. hanging out with good friends and stuff. Like, it's just really awesome going on, you know, really cool adventures like that with uh, good buddies, so. Yeah, man.
0: Well, and it's funny because like I feel like we didn't for whatever reason like just life got super busy with Lin- for Lindsay and I, and then we didn't see you guys for like two years. Yeah. And then just out of the blue, I was like, "Hey, Scott, do you want to try to snowshoe to Lone Eagle Peak in January?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'll be there." I know, of course, I said yes,
2: and it was awesome, dude. I even though we didn't make it to the lake, it was still like a really cool adventure. It's so beautiful up there, and yeah, dude, we're just trudging through the snow up to our ways, but.
0: That, that was a wild
1: birthday experience for you.
0: It oh, was, but you know, I that's what I want for my birthday. Like people are always like, "What do you want for your birthday?" I'm like, "I want to like suffer a little bit, <laughs> and I want to freeze my feet, um, and just see what happens. Have an adventure, <laughs> you know." Yeah, man. I know it's kind of fun to suffer sometimes when
2: you're you know out doing cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I definitely want to talk to you guys about that, but I thought we'd just kind of talk like uh to start with i know it's ski season first of all so thank you guys for doing the podcast you live in a ski town and i was like oh it's four o'clock in the afternoon if it snows today there's no way i can get these guys <laughs> right i we're actually looking at beaver creek right now out of our
2: window yeah, so bad. <laughs> is it snowing it was earlier, it, it was earlier yeah it kind of cleared up but
0: we're supposed to get a bunch of pretty,
2: pretty about that
0: oh yeah oh yeah well i want to ask you just like uh like recent adventures like what have you guys done recently that has been you know kind of a fun like outside your comfort zone kind of deal
1: well for me i went snowmobiling yesterday <laughs> that, was, that was definitely outside my comfort zone because i am not a motorsports kind of gal. but besides that we went to crested beat a couple days ago about a week ago yeah
2: about a week yeah. ago did some skiing out there um a couple weeks ago with our good buddy judson chris went up to uh to Moab and did some really awesome trails out there. Um I definitely saw something out of my comfort zone. Um, I even like rented a really nice mountain bike that's you know better than the one I have now. And um, you know, as you know, Judson's the type of guy that just like I think the dude's done everything. I mean, he's climbed the hundred highest peaks in Colorado. Um and the dude's just like a freaking adrenaline junkie for sure. But uh, yeah, we did uh, this uh show called mag 7 um and part of the trail was called portal which i think you know you and i were kind of talking about it um there were literally signs on the trail saying if you do not dismount on your bike right now you'll probably die because people have died here in the past which was crazy it's It's, dude i I watched a video
0: of it and like you are it's like a foot wide on like a thousand foot cliff oh it's insane And it's a mountain bike course because it's moab obviously yeah and like you know
2: before i went on the trip you know judson was telling me about the you know mag 7 ride and stuff he's like it's really cool i'm like okay i guess we'll just go for it (laughs) but i had no i had no clue that the trail called portal was a part of that you know trail link up and uh you know like that morning he's like, yeah, man there's like signs on the trail like that force you they basically tell you to like dismount or else you know really bad things could happen I was like, "Oh god, so we went out and did it." And it was it was insane, dude. Like just the views and everything were absolutely incredible. Um and just like, I don't know, kind of like being in an area where, you know, I guess, you know, where your life's kind of on edge, you know, so to speak. Where you're like, you know, if you're not careful something really bad can happen, that really gets your heart going. Yeah. And yeah. uh
0: What does Catherine think about that? That's what I want to know. This is where I really want to go with this conversation, like, because, dude. Well, actually, before we uh, before I ask that, when you're on a mountain bike, right, and you have to dismount, and then the trail is only like a foot wide, how do you even push your mountain bike across that? That's what I don't. I can't comprehend. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be so careful. Like, I mean, I was definitely putting my mountain bike on the cliffside, and I was up (laughs) against the mountain. Yeah, but oh, anyway, if obviously. If something falls
2: off the trail, you know, I'm going to make sure it's like, like – uh, Even that, your
1: shoes are like the like, metal bottom. Like, it's
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I, mean, I guess I was just really careful and definitely watching every step. But I know, like, Jetson, in the back of his mind, like, he kind of wanted to – he's like, well, what if I did try to ride it? I wonder if I could make it.
0: That guy's a wild <laughs> man.
2: Yeah, he is. He is.
0: But, Catherine, what do you – like, you know – Did you know this going in, like when Scott does something stupid, are you like, you're an idiot or are you just like, this is Scott. This is what I, this is what I'm in for.
1: I'm realizing this is what I'm signing up for. And I love his passion. Like I love (laughs) the enthusiasm and that like he wants to go do this and he wants to push himself. But I'm always like, just don't die. Like, please, like, just like, look where you're going. Like Scott's the kind of guy, like you've hiked with him. He'll be hiking and he'll be like, oh, do you see that peak over there? Well, that's this mountain range over here while practically falling off a cliff. And I'm like, oh my God, just look where you're going, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's
1: just like, just I'm not saying you're clumsy. Around. He's a little clumsy. And so when he goes on these adventures, I'm just kind of reiterating, "Hey, let's focus in front of you. You know, look where you're going. So um, I never want to tell him like, no, you can't do this. Like, I'll never do that. But just like, Please be careful yeah.
2: <laughs> like I, I think she just appreciates that
1: yeah and there's um like when he was there he sent me those photos of like the cliff drops and then he didn't have service so like he didn't text me for like 10 more hours and i'm like he's fine yeah, he's fine <laughs> i'm sure
0: i would hear about would, it somehow yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. i'll check the news
0: <laughs> yeah, we're good we're good yeah, no right. dude that's nuts man like how long on that trail Dude, I've been fascinated by it ever since I saw your picture. I was like, I'm gonna look up the portal. I'm going to Moab in a few weeks. Uh, I'm wow. gonna avoid the portal as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but like, dude, I because you know, even just hiking it, I would be terrified. I would maybe start crying. I would, my knees would be shaking. I might throw up a couple times. But <laughs> how long of a section is that? Like, if you had to break down the whole trail, like, what's yeah. the percentage or percentage where it's scary
2: yeah i think um so portal itself the trail you know it starts on top of this canyon rim and then drops like 2500 feet down into the bottom of the canyon by the colorado river but i think the most exposed parts are probably 500 feet over a mile that's insane man which was crazy i know i was like man it's gonna you know it's gonna get a little bit easier saying it just kept going and kept going and kept going but at the same time, I'm just like embracing these beauties, being like, this is so freaking cool. Like this is awesome. Um,
1: not looking where you're going
2: <laughs> or looking where you're yeah. going. <laughs> and I just I yeah. love, you know, like after doing a trip like that, I love just like when you complete it, you're just like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. Like what a cool experience that was. Um and I'm you know, I'm kind of a guy that like likes experiences, kinda of like you when you, you know, you want to go hiking on your birthday, um, you know, a month ago. But you know experiences like that like i was saying with good friends and stuff is you know is you know something that i i love and um, you know really keeps my passion going and you know it just keeps me like wanting to plan the next adventure
0: yeah yeah well and that's kind of what i wanted to like kind of make the podcast somewhat around the topic of just like You guys and your your relationship is kind of like built upon this like outdoor adventure kind of deal. Like that's something you're obviously both super passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, so and we've had Scott on the show before. I've heard we've heard Scott's kind of background, and you guys should check those episodes out. But Catherine, I want to hear like growing up, were you super adventurous? Were you outdoorsy, or is this kind of like a new, you know, part of your life now that you moved to Colorado?
1: Um, I grew up with two older brothers. And so for me, I was a tomboy just trying to keep up with the boys. Like I didn't stand a chance. Like I never played with dolls, never had like hair and makeup done. Like it was survive and keep up with them. (laughs) So we were, uh, we grew up in Florida and we were fortunate enough to be able to vacation to Colorado in the winters and do ski trips to like Breckenridge, Keystone, and Copper, and then in the summers, my parents tried to take us to different national parks, so it was, you know, escape the heat, escape the beach, and let's go see some mountains, and experience, like, actual weather, Um, and so, you know, in the winters for ski school, like, my parents didn't want to pay for ski school, so I was like, all right, go keep up with the boys, and they're five years older than me, they're six, seven, six, six, like, big athletes, and it's just me in the back, just, like, struggle busing wherever they go, whether it be hiking, sports, skiing. And so for me, it was just the youngest child, I didn't really have an option. But I felt like, you know, the outdoors just it was a huge part of my life. But since I moved to Colorado, it's just like exploded. Yeah, and then yeah. meeting Scott, like it's been nonstop since like the first date. Like yeah, yeah. literally it's always a new adventure. And a new plan or a new hike a new peak and I could keep up for a good amount definitely you know like that portal I'll, I'll sit out on that one <laughs> but, I'll sit um, out
0: too we yeah, can go have a beer yeah, or something yeah,
1: You and me. <laughs> <laughs> so but I'm it's been I'm so grateful that I met Scott and like we've gotten to explore so many amazing places.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, when were you in like a big town or a small town? Like, I don't know, just where, cause Scott and I, I, if I remember correctly, we talked about like being from the Midwest and like jumping over hay bales and stuff for fun, you know, like, is that the kind of stuff you're into or were you like in a bigger kind of city area?
1: No, I was in a bigger city. So I was in Fort Lauderdale, kind of near Miami. Um, so I did a lot of like soccer leagues and basketball and volleyball, so a lot of team sports. Yeah. Um, but never really like
0: you weren't like, like jumping a- gators or something.
1: <laughs> I hunt gators.
0: <laughs> did <laughs> you I really? Yeah, she, oh she's a few gators. Yeah. You told me that. Oh, wait, yeah. oh, oh, oh my god, I want to hear that story again. Yeah. I remember that from our hike now. Uh yeah, dude. Okay. So I was just curious, like, it's just funny to me you know, the different paths that lead people to becoming yeah. like an outdoorsy quote unquote type of person.
1: I was just always like really athletic and our vacations, I was always like, Oh my God, I want to live in Colorado. I want to live in Colorado. And yeah. my parents were kind of like, Oh, it's cold. Like, no, you don't. And then, you know, when I graduated college, I was like, I'm just going to go out for one winter. That's it. Just check it out. And I've been here ever since. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. That's so cool. Well, Scott, okay. You got to tell me this again. You went fly fishing in Florida, correct? Or maybe not fly fishing. Yeah, you just uh, told duck, me. Duck hunting. Duck hunting. Duck hunting. Exactly. That was it. Okay. That was in the it. Everglades. I was- <laughs> <laughs> Can you please talk about this? You were duck hunting in the Everglades, yeah. which nice for so- us Midwestern, Midwestern folk, we were yeah. like, you know, you have a duck blind. You're sitting in a boat. You're nice yep. and dry. You you put like branches and stuff over the boat, I think. I've never done it. And then you just sit in there wait for ducks to fly by. And then exactly. your dog jumps out and gets the deck. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about Florida duck hunting for a second.
2: Yeah. So Florida duck hunting is a lot different than <laughs> duck hunting in the Midwest. Um, you know, in the Midwest, like you're just duck hunting on this pond that, you know, it doesn't have like any man-eating creatures in it. But in Florida, <laughs> you're hunting like in these swamps. We were in the Everglades, which of course is full of alligators and, you know, several different species of poisonous snakes like water moccasins that swim in the water and can bite you, like, while you're in the water. So, anyways, so I went with Catherine's brother, Eric. That's
1: his first mistake, obviously.
2: And her her cousin, Glenn, who um, are both, like, pretty big outdoorsmen. They both lived in Florida their whole life, Um, you know, had duck hunted and gator hunted in the Everglades, um, you know, countless times. So, they invited me to go out on this trip and of course I'm like sounds awesome what a cool experience yeah what what a cool experience and uh I'm like I'm like well Eric wait a minute like what do you do if you know you run into an alligator he's like well you're holding a gun (laughs) and uh so I'm like I'm like am I supposed to like shoot this alligator he's like yeah man he's like if an alligator comes and attacks you, you gotta like do something about it so, you know, that kind of made me a little nervous, but I'm still like, all right, well, I'm still going to go for it. So, um, you know, we, we drive out to the Everglades, one morning, which is, you know, about an hour west of Fort Lauderdale. And, we, and as we're driving along to our spot, we're driving along this, the water, and you can see, like, all these eyeballs glowing. And <laughs> the light of our headlights up in the truck. And it's alligators. Everywhere. And we, we count, <laughs> and, and like, you know, while we're driving in, we count, like, 50 alligators. And I'm like, Eric, you're like, is this where we're going to be hunting? He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, all right. So we get out of the truck, get out like our waders on and everything, get all of our gun and ammo and all the uh, decoys and everything. We get in the boat and we're paddling along, and you still see like these glowing eyes. Yeah, dude. And your heart just starts pounding. And then we get to the spot. And he's like, all right, man, time to get out. So we jump into the water with our.
0: With our uh, gators on and it's still like pitch black up. and you're like excuse me we're jumping yeah. into the water now yeah. wait what how yeah, is, yeah. when was this part of the equation yeah so
2: so we have our waders on it's pitch black and we start walking through the water and i'm like you have no idea when you're gonna step on an alligator because the alligators <laughs> are kind of sometimes they'll rest on the bottom like underwater on the bottom and you can easily just step on one and of course, when you step on one, they're going to freak out, um, is what, you know, Eric's, is what Captain's brother Eric told me. So we're walking along, and I have no idea, like, I'm going to step on an alligator. I have no idea if, like, some water moccasin snake is going to come, like, slithering along underwater and just bite me. My
1: brother and Glenn are just feeding this. And they're, they're, loving it, you know? uh, and they're loving it.
2: <laughs> they're loving watching me, just, like, you know, being totally out of my element. But, you know, we make it to the spot. We set up our blind and everything. Um, luckily i didn't step on any alligators <laughs> but even as we were hunting you could still see all these alligators staring at you um you know some of them were you know only like 50 50 feet away so the whole time you're just like i couldn't keep my eyes off them but um, <laughs> you're
0: like if this gator makes a move it yeah is if going this gator makes a
2: move but yeah it's going down but um anyways but we ended up having an awesome trip got a bunch of ducks and everything and um ended up being an awesome day but it was our pretty cool experience you know being in the water with those
0: things um just all around you um, was really cool dude you are you've told two stories so far and neither one of them <laughs> i want to do that sounds yeah, right. so scary <laughs> also man i gotta say like do you have a, like an irrational fear of any animal um mountain lions okay really that's crazy. not oh. that's pretty rash that's a pretty rational fear i irrational. feel like mm. yeah oh irrational cockroaches for me yeah Yeah, spiders oh dude you're in the swamps then they're gonna be (laughs) out there you know i'm terrified of leeches and that just sounds like i don't know why sorry
1: that's florida yep
0: (laughs) you're screwed in florida i just feel like i need to like take one i saw here's what happened i'll tell you why i when i was a kid i saw i walked down the basement and my dad was watching stand by me have you ever ever seen that movie
1: long time ago
0: so in stand by me there's a scene where they wander through a swamp and then they get out of the swamp and they're like look at us we did it we made it through the swamp and then they're like all over their body there's just leeches all (laughs) over and the kid like reaches down his pants and brings his hand up and there's like blood on it and you're like what what does that even mean (laughs) As a kid, right. I was like, what is happening? Because my dad's like, you should watch this movie. It's about kids. And I'm like, it was not appropriate for me at five. And ever since then, I'm like, irrational fear. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to yeah. be touched by a leech. I don't want to see a leech. They are pretty gross, man. They're on you. No, they're Blood. nasty. It's
2: disgusting.
0: They, do they hurt? Have you guys had a leech on you?
1: I've never I've had a never leech I've never you. had one. But that happened when my friends were all camping when we were kids. And she went in the lake and she came out. Covered, and all the moms were like, "Get away!" And, like peeling them off, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like having a breakdown. It was awful. I was like scarred from that. Ugh, but I don't think they hurt that bad. But they looked like they do
0: They look like <laughs> oh, they do, and they're gross. That's just nasty. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like I don't like no. that. <laughs> but I will say, so that's our experience. All three of us do. You, you in? Just put put a leech on us. Oh my god
1: it's like a blood pact <laughs> yeah
0: yeah oh yeah. yeah right we all go camping we're like you got the leeches let's go that's nuts.
1: random people are like what would they say <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i am curious like the adventures down in florida are just have to be so different just by necessity you know they
1: just they don't for me they don't compare but for others they are equally as awesome yeah, yeah. like I think I was just not as into the water sports and the the diving and the fishing. So the the adventures are definitely different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you get, you came out to Colorado, you were already out here. Like you eventually met Scott, like how far into your Colorado experience was that?
1: Like four years in, I think.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So you had already been out here for a while.
1: Yeah. I've been out here, had a great friend group and, um, yeah. You were a, a ski
0: instructor, which I want to hear this. This episode is going to go all over the place. <laughs> I'm super psyched. So you're a ski instructor.
2: Yes.
0: Any crazy stories from being a ski instructor? Like, dude, that's so wild. And you guys, by the way, I will all say this, like just skiing with Scott a couple of weeks ago, it was like, we'd be resting at the top and we're like, okay, ready to go. I'm like, sure. And I'd look down to like, make sure my poles were there. And I'd look up and Scott was already like, 300 yards down the mountain he's
1: fast he he's is so fast uh, yeah. yeah i
2: don't like the turn
1: <laughs> yeah no that's a straight line scotty for sure <laughs> we just had a friend in town and she was like i couldn't even like see him he was going all the way <laughs> i was like yeah i don't know mm-hmm. sometimes he turns
0: dude it looks like he's running it's like <laughs> in, i don't know how to describe it man like it looks like you're like running oh, yeah, down like, like a bullpen, that guy.
1: he's all hips that's yeah. the Ned hips, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> calls me Ned Flanders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, he's working on his switch skiing, so skiing backwards. Yeah, and... I did my
2: first run, my first blue backwards from top to bottom uh, a couple weeks ago. Just few, it, was which awesome. was fun. But I looked like Ned Flanders
1: <laughs> the entire time. Like. My
0: butt's, my butt's <laughs> you guys have a film of that like you just going i backwards? do yeah yeah Catherine does i'll text it to you yeah. Yeah. totally i want to see that i'll put yeah. it in the podcast notes
1: yeah right yeah I do <laughs> be it, sure to click <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll get a laugh out of it, you sure.
0: enjoy it. <laughs> well That's let me so fun. being a ski, a ski instructor like it's one of those careers that you kind of like daydream about i would say like you know, you're like fantasize, like someday I'll be a ski instructor and I'll just, I'll go skiing every day. I'll be Quit the, the job
1: and just live on the mountain.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure there are aspects that are amazing. So I want to hear like some of the amazing aspects and then like, what, what would people not expect with that job? That was actually like kind of difficult.
1: Well, some of the amazing was that you're able to get first tracks so you're able to go up the chairlift or the gondola before the rest of the public, whether it be to ski to where your client is to meet them, or just to get a morning run-in before you know you have to like, go to work, or yeah, just for the views. And so that was always really nice because it was just so beautiful and peaceful, and you know you practically saw the sunrise um, and just having the mountain to yourself. I really enjoyed that. Um, other aspects that I really liked. Um, I met some really, really great families. Like some that like we still send holiday and Christmas cards and birthday cards. Um, some were actually just out here a couple of weeks ago and um, we didn't ski together, but we got a couple meals. And oh, nice. um, yeah, like we just like stay in touch. So I just feel really grateful that I was able to meet so many like nice people because sometimes you hear the horror story where it's like, oh, like, you know, there's, there's some, yeah, some mean, entitled people. <laughs> and so I've had a couple of those as well, but for the most part I was really lucky to meet a lot of great people and then um being able to ski with um other instructors that are just so much better than you yeah, and yeah. kind of learning from them. Um, they would do morning clinics where you could work on your bumps or um carving or just any type of aspect that you're working on with your skiing. So it was just constant learning and knowledge that was just like right at your fingertips, which I tried to take advantage of, but some mornings I slept in, so <laughs> I didn't get it always. Um, but yeah.
2: I mean, catching skiing like in like year. and, and some... getting paid to do it, which you know, for a lot of people is like kind of like living the dream. I mean, it's yeah. cool to, um, you know, not only ski for free, but like you get paid to do it. Get to meet all like these, you know, all these cool people, all these get awesome families. Get to meet these really awesome kids you know kind of learn how to have a good time. Um got I some just,
1: really good meals. <laughs> yeah, a, and you get some really
2: good meals with the parents afterwards oh and stuff. They want, you know they want to take her out. She yeah, does such a great friends. job and you kind of become friends, and, Yeah. Um yeah I always just kind of envious of you know after being a like, yeah, that's
0: that so cool. I had
1: some of the best dinners of my life.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well and also just like you're so good at interacting with kids like we've seen it just a few times you know you guys have seen harper or zoe you know and it's just that's why they coined the name fun catherine like you're really good at that was that a skill you had to build up or was that something you were like kind of always good at
1: i felt like i was always pretty good at it i was a camp counselor like every summer since i was like 13 or 14. Um, and then I, you know, coached like literally volleyball. And so I always really enjoyed um, coaching kids and working with kids. Um, so it just kind of came naturally, I think. Um, and then, you know, I kind of translated that into ski school and um, just helping, especially it's, it's so much better when the kids want to learn and yeah. they want to mm-hmm. have fun. Like, I mean, you know, year two, they were just so fun on the mountain, like it just makes all the difference when you have just like well-behaved fun kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's so cool. Well, to kind of like go into your guys' story a bit, I wanted to hear like the ways, I mean, and I wanted to kind of like build up like, you know, your guys' backgrounds a little bit separately, but what, in what ways is adventuring, like how is it meaningful in your guys' relationship? I mean, I think, if I remember Scott's stories correctly, like first date or one of the first dates was like an epic hike and like all this stuff. Like, how does it like help your relationship or formed it or anything like that? You
2: know, being active and being adventurous um, and just you know exploring the mountains that we live in is something that we've always been passionate about. Um, you know, kind of like we we're saying, like be um even before we met we were both you know we lived we live in Vail Colorado for a reason because we love the mountains and so we love to hike and we like to ski and mountain bike and camp and do all that stuff so when we first met you know it didn't take us very long to realize that we both you know shared those passions um you know we were both like you know good skiers and stuff um and you know just sharing that passion I think was really what helped connect us early on especially. you know, and it still does, like, you know, I think, you know, Catherine, like, there's no person that I'd rather go on an adventure on than Catherine,
1: um, <laughs>
2: just because we, you know, we used to have so much fun together, but, um, I think, and we love sharing all those experiences.
1: I think we're both also competitive people, and so, like, he was able to push me in certain things, like, with mountain biking, I'm nowhere near as strong, but, like, You know, I feel like I'd be holding him back, and he'd be like, "No, like I'd rather be, you know, here with you versus alone." Like, and like he pushed me to do like harder, longer trails. And you know, one of our first dates was like this, like 18 mile hike that I actually recommended. And (laughs) that's (laughs) a shock. (laughs) I I was like pretty pumped about that one. That was me. Yeah,
0: because he told me about this, and I was like, "Wow, that's like a a gutsy first date idea."
1: It's a commitment. What was was it? What was the hike? Snowmass Lake. Have you done it?
0: No, but I've heard, you, I've heard from Scott how amazing it is. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I'll go again. Like, I've been, I've been a few times before, and we'd only been dating for yeah, hanging out for like a month. And I was like, oh, we should go to Aspen and do this hike. It's like 18, 19 miles, and um, to pack a lot of food. We'll be good. And he was all for it. And on the way back, like, he was hurting. Like, he, I mean, you were. You yeah, were like, I
2: was hurting. You yeah.
1: were like, oh, my God. Like, it's more gain than Long's Peak. Like, it's a beast. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm really tired. I'm really tired. And, like, I think just, like, the two of us, like, pushing each other, but motivating and, like.
2: It was just cool seeing Catherine's, like, her fashion. I mean, you know, she loved everything about the hike. Um, I mean, the hike itself is gorgeous. You start at Maroon Lake, you know, right below the Maroon Bells. And you hike up this valley to the base of the Maroon Bells and you go over this 12,000 foot pass that skirts on the side of the Maroon Bells. Uh, Bucks can yeah. pass, and then you, you know, hike down to this incredible valley where there's Snowmass Lake sitting right below Snowmass Mountain, which is, yeah, you know, one of the fourth years, and, um, you know, I think it was just really awesome to be as excited about as an experience as, you know, as she was. I think we were both, like, it was just really kind of the perfect day. Yeah. You know, the weather was perfect. We were having a great time learning a lot about each other, um, and okay. just being, like, in this you know one of the more beautiful places in the country together was really cool
1: he was like you can keep up i was like i can keep up you can (laughs) so it's kind of fun that we both just i don't know pushed each other i think we pushed each other to like a healthy amount and
0: yeah yeah no that's so cool. cool i i totally i think one thing about going on a hike that like deepens a relationship with anybody really like it could be with a buddy. It could be with like a significant other. It's just that amount of time in the quiet where all you have is the conversation basically. And it's kind of like doing a podcast. This is why like, you know, after you talk to somebody with no distractions for like an hour, you're like, wow, I feel like I really know that person now. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like you get that, from a hike and going out in nature or going on an adventure with somebody. Yeah. Definitely. Just some like
1: genuine time.
0: And yeah. That's what like
1: all of our dates were the first, yeah, dozen dates. It was all just like hiking and biking and just getting that quality time.
0: That's amazing. Well, and even like, you know, for Lindsay and I, we're like an old married couple right now. I'm sure she'd be thrilled to hear that. <laughs> but it's been like 10 years and on our 10th anniversary, um, we went on a hike we did like a 15 mile, all day. Zirkle, right? Zirkle circle. Yeah. The circle circle
1: pictures. And I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I want to do that. Yeah. But
0: even like, even 10 years in, I'm like, wow, you still are spending a day with somebody and just talking with them. And you're like finding out more. And some of my favorite things I've learned about Lindsay have been on like uh, hikes, you know, you're like, what? And now that we have kids too, it's just really important because yes, it's just that, that time to actually dude, you should see our conversations in the house, like tonight when all the kids are here. It's, it's like we're shouting to each other from a, like because we can't hear over the kids. We're like, what? What'd you say? Oh my
2: She's God. Like, Get ready. I said, yeah. yeah.
0: And then I'm like, just text me. Just say <laughs> we're in the same room. I'm like, just text me the thing that you're saying. I can't hear you. So those, those moments in the quiet are just so awesome and so important. Yeah. Definitely. They're yeah, no, no, no distraction yeah but dude i just think that's so cool so can you guys tell me though i want to know have you gone like through any of these adventures has there ever been a moment where you're like we're in over our heads a bit like what is going on
2: 100 (laughs) percent yes we were skiing in the backcountry together um in the leadville area don't
0: use any profanity um, i won't use any profanity there wasn't involved in the story profanity is acceptable (laughs) <laughs> so, just saying. All right. All right.
2: Um, I'll keep it mild. Um, so we're, we're on this hut trip. Uh, we were up at the inner hut. With beautiful day. So we go up and do this, we ski up the mountain behind the hut and, uh, you know, get to the top side. Like, you know, the snow is great. So we're like, Oh, we should, you know, get a really nice skiing. So we all start skiing down. None of us really knew where we were going, which <laughs> was kind of stupid (laughs) but like we were just like so pumped to be in this really cool area and you know i think our our adrenaline and time kind of got the best of us
0: oh dude describe a hut trip too for people yeah yeah so
2: yeah so colorado um you know the mountains there's a lot of different hut systems so huts are like these little cabins that are kind of stashed out in the woods you know out in the different mountain ranges in colorado um and a lot of them are you know owned and uh maintained by you know different organizations that built these huts um and you know maintain them make sure that they're you know in good running order but you can book these huts online and you can like bring your like snowmobiles and like all of your ski gear up to these um huts for like i think up to two weeks at a time and um yeah a lot of them are pretty bare bones like there's a wood burning stove um, they usually don't have running water Are like right. random
0: people in there do you have to like book them out some of them are, some of them
2: yeah some of them are um they'll allow like three or four groups you know um but some of them are private or if your group's big enough you know you can fill up all the spots that are available within the hut. but there's, there's some times where you could, you know you go up there and you'll end up with like two or three other groups but they're usually pretty cool people. Yeah,
1: everyone's like you there know, for the same reason. Everyone's
2: there for the same reasons. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty good uncommon vibes. to like, you know, end up with some sketchy people. We haven't really no, no been involved with that scenario, but yeah, um, yeah. you know.
1: Nothing
2: but good. Nothing but good vibes. Everyone's pumped to be there. You, you know, obviously if you're going out there, you're probably pretty good skiers. So it's fun to like talk about different stories and like, you know, where someone's been. But um, yeah, so yeah, Skinner Hut is in the Leadville area um, just outside the Mount Massive Wilderness, and, um, so, yeah, we're up there, beautiful day, skinning up, um, on the mountainside behind the hut, and we started skiing down, and, like I said, you know, none of us really knew where we were going, which is kind of dumb, like, we should, probably should have researched the area a little more before we just start skiing (laughs) into the abyss, (laughs) um, so, we're skiing along, and Catherine's, like, you know, we, like, we've been going for a while, you know, it's been fun, but, like, it seems like it's getting steeper. You know, we should probably stop here and just, you know, head back to the, head back to the hut. I'm like, no, it's like, this is so great. Like, we got to keep me. going. Like, all of our friends are still gone. Like, we should follow them. We can't just stop now. And so, I'm like, Catherine, it's fine. Just follow me. Like, it's going to be great. I was like, you won't regret it. I promise. Famous experts. Famous <laughs> so, we're skiing along. And all of a sudden, like, I'm skiing. And all of a sudden, like, it gets, starts getting steeper and steeper. To the point where like, I come up to like this big, like 50 foot long chute that was probably like, I don't know, 60 degrees of vertical. And so I stop and I'm just like, oh crap. I look back and I'm like, well, maybe we could like hike out. It's too steep to hike out. And the snow is too deep, so I'm like, all right, the only way to get out of this situation without you know requesting like some type of rescue (laughs) is to ski down this chute. And so I turned to Catherine, I'm like Catherine, our only way out is to ski down this chute. And Catherine's
1: like, I fucking told you. I <laughs> was not no.
2: And I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, Catherine, we're just gonna have to like straight straight line this chute because Chris is so narrow. It's you, know, like, red. you couldn't turn. You couldn't even like kind of like sidestep down the mountain with your keys because it was too narrow. You had to like kind of tuck your sh- like your shoulders when you're skiing down this, like scraping the rocks. And so I ski, I ski down, and I fall. <laughs> 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 my skis, I have like double ejection. My both my skis pop off. My poles go flying.
1: And I was sitting
2: up there like, and <laughs> at the top like crying because she's so upset. I was. Upset. And um, definitely out of her comfort zone for sure. I could ski pretty much.
1: Most things, but that just yeah ended. that
2: that was pretty gnarly. Not, not
1: knowing where you are, we ended- no clue where the hut is. Like avalanche territory, who knows? Like I got so in my head and just
2: we ended up calling the <laughs> 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 Um
1: But we survived. But it we was-
2: survived. <laughs> Catherine Catherine made it down in different pieces. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, Um
0: but you know what- looking what- back.
2: Looking back though, like at the yeah. time, even though like we you know who's kind of a, with me in this situation. Looking back, it was we can both agree it was kind of a neat experience. Yeah,
1: we learned from it. it.
0: Cool. <laughs> well yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like once you know you've survived that, like the moment I mean, after you know you're you're good, yeah. what's, like feeling
1: everything everything's in one piece.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining like a like a push to Scott, like a
1: what? What was, was that? A, there was a Get away from me! Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe a couple curse words. I was I was a little fired up.
2: Yeah, I was trying to help her, and she didn't want help.
0: Like, get away from me. I
1: was Like, I need to do this on my own. <laughs> <laughs> but it's let
0: okay. me let me just say, like, don't you think having that experience somehow, in a weird way, makes you guys like. Oh, now we have a stronger relationship because of it. We survived that. Like, what oh, other yeah. things are we going to survive?
2: Definitely. Yeah, I think adversity is good for any relationship. It is. You know?
1: Like, it's not all flowers and roses. Like, yeah. we struggled through it, but we got through it. But it was definitely like, oh, damn, this is this is tough.
2: Yeah, we learned a few lessons, and we—I mean, myself, <laughs>
0: um, communication I, was trying, you know,
2: when I'm doing my research, can
0: a little more <laughs> I mean did you learn the lesson though because you just told us on portal you didn't have any- <laughs> maybe
2: i didn't learn the lesson <laughs> but
1: i wasn't there on portal so <laughs> yeah, I, I will learn, say I learn from
0: learn it, from experience and not doing anything like portal at all but like i'll go on some runs here by myself and it won't even register like the cliffs and the sketchy stuff mm-hmm. and then i'll bring somebody who's not used to it though and then i'll be like yeah. extra aware like oh there is a drop right there like i never yeah even definitely that you know for sure yeah
1: maslow's needs you know you're kind of not focusing on everyone but then like need?
2: and by the way chris your writing is incredible yeah Jonathan and i are both very
1: every day i'm like dang
2: oh, oh. oh well thank you i, I like honestly yoga y- oh the yoga. yoga too question that that's i know that like, like awesome. 700 and some days
0: and- no i'm at eight o or eight yeah, ten today that's um, awesome yeah i know the only reason i know is because 808 was the bar our rugby team used to go to in college. So I was like waiting for weeks to get to day 808 so I could send it to the University of Iowa Rugby Club. And then they sent me a message back and like, 808 doesn't exist anymore. I was like, ah, I knew it. I was like, I had a feeling.
1: I'm old.
0: (laughs) I'm old, man. I'm old. Yeah, no, I was like, I think I just gave away my age a bit (laughs) to these like 20-year-old rugby people. Who are like who's this guy (laughs) um but yeah man no that's that's crazy man any other fun stories like adventure or like misadventures or those are probably the painful ones to bring up i kind of feel bad about bringing them up i I know
1: we laugh about it to this day we we still talk about it I i did columbia but it was without you and got caught in a little lightning storm near the top that was that was fun that was a little bit of a misadventure
2: Columbia a 14 years yeah in, in
1: The collegiate,
2: collegiate range
1: and uh i was going up with one of my buddies and we were like 100 feet peak or 100 feet short of the peak and we just saw like on the other side all these clouds coming and then you could just feel the buzz and i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh i'm turning around and my buddy was like oh my gosh stop wait and then he had his phone down he took a picture as I was turning around and my hair is sticking straight up I was like no (laughs) and so I like just booked it down um and yeah a couple lightning strikes no one was hurt but that's when I learned that I start 14ers obnoxiously early like yeah yeah I, I don't mess with that anymore so that was a very good learning experience and Scott has learned that I like the early starts from
0: that. I'm with you. Like, let's start at 2 a.m. I'm down. Let's get off of here. What are we doing the summer? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the crazy thing is you're going up the mountain the whole time. You can't see what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And because I've had that too, where you get to the top and then you're like, oh my God, there's a storm like right there. Yes. That's almost here.
1: You had no idea.
0: Yeah. You would, oh, that's so scary, man. Like lightning. I don't mess around with lightning.
1: No way. No, that one was definitely a misadventure. Yeah. Do we have any biking ones? Hiking ones? Paddleboarding 28 miles accidentally.
0: Ooh, yeah. Let's hear uh, yeah, that one. Scott, he yeah. was telling me about that. Cause we got yeah. paddleboards, man. We're we're joining the paddleboard. Yes, club you guys so. got
1: paddleboards? Oh my yeah. gosh. We're gonna have a little gang. River Ooh, rats. Yes. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm a river person. We always joke that our family are creek people. Cause whenever <laughs> we see a creek it's like shoes off we're going in the creek
1: awesome. get <laughs> your chaps on that's, that's cute bro. yeah you're gonna okay, one about, with
0: the leeches, leeches. <laughs> well yeah we I, do we have leeches in colorado i haven't looked that up i don't here. think Colorado's so.
1: perfect i, don't I want to it.
0: accidentally find that one time i was fishing in canada and i reeled it in like threw it out you know didn't have a fish reeled it in i had a leech on the hook Oh my god. <laughs> From casting it. And I was like, if if someone pushed me in this lake, like I may have a heart attack. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna have nightmares about leeches tonight now.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, dude, let me 28 miles on accident paddleboarding. How's that even happen
1: Total accident. Um, so one of my buddies lives um uh, in Grand Junction now, and we've been wanting to get together, and she's really into the paddleboarding scene. Um and invited us out and gosh where did we meet do you remember
2: it was uh dominguez canyon
1: dominguez canyon and which is
2: south Ukraine.
1: yeah we met with her and I, I didn't know like who all was going it ended up being like six other chicks and it was like sorry Scott, you're the only guy and he was like no it's five like you're a very yeah. good sport
2: again, yesterday. yeah
1: was yesterday he's like awesome. whatever <laughs> and She says to everyone, "She's like, okay, we can either do like you know, little medium, like an hour or two, or go big and do like three or four hours." And we're all like, "Yeah, let's go big! Like we drove here, let's do it." Three or four hours. Three or four hours. Love this girl. (laughs) So we pack a bologna sandwich each, that is a food of choice for the summer, and a Gatorade each, and like a six pack of beer between us. You know, like oh, you have a beer, you have a beer, and we start out with this entrance where it's like what was it, like a funnel or
2: like
1: a tornado of water practically, like to get in.
2: Yeah, the current, the was super fast and the water was deep. So there, like this like, it's like whirlpool,
1: whirlpool, that's the word. <laughs> so everyone starts, but it's the only way you could get in. They're on their paddleboard, they try like jump past it, but everyone gets caught in it and like flips over. <laughs> and, like it's just pure mayhem at first. I like you know.
2: We have a food, like, uh, and we had never had a before, let alone,
0: uh, my my <laughs> But
1: we did it. We did it. Scott went and like completely flipped over with the cooler, were, the cooler attached. As <laughs> long as the
0: beer makes it, you're good. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were good. The beer made Wish it. Which we were good. The beer made it. Thank oh goodness. God. Yeah. But Is no. was Catherine like, Scott? Is the beer okay? <laughs> I think so. I think she was more concerned about it. I
1: think I
0: was. Yeah, we were both getting beer in.
1: And we get out there, and we're just, like, taking it all in, like, beautiful red canyons, and this, you know, fun little, like, river, like, what was it? We did, like, Some, like,
2: like, class two. Right?
1: Yeah. Which
2: were fun, you know.
1: Nothing too crazy. Nothing enough to get the adrenaline crazy, going. But... And... Dana's like oh man like I think we missed the turn like we're gonna be on here for a bit longer
2: yeah we ended up going like a different way then
1: different the way point. and we it's so the sun started going down at one point we were out of beer we were out of food we were out of catering I
2: mean we're, I think we finished our last bit of water like
1: I think we we're sunburned as six heck. or
2: seven miles in and we ended up. <laughs> it's like by the you know the 25th mile we were like Hurting pretty bad,
1: but it was all good. Everyone had a good attitude, but yeah. by mile 20,
2: we, we were ready to be done.
1: Everyone sure. was like waterlogged and just like, uh, I'm done.
2: But it was super fun, though. I and mean, it's so beautiful. And, um, that's yeah, that's your positive attitude. I love it. Yeah, I know we are pretty positive. I've never people. slept so good though in my life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> camped camp that night in the back of my truck, and it was. Probably the best night I've ever spent
1: in a the park. Cause I was just don't realize you're standing for 28 miles, like engaging your yeah, core I mean, and your you're legs, like your entire body. It's you know
2: paddleboarding.
1: It's not steady, like it's you know rapid water for a ton of it. Like you were
0: exhausted. Most human beings on earth have never experienced what it's like to paddleboard for one or night 28 miles. <laughs> no, That's was... so I can't even imagine. Were your hands all like blistered up and stuff, or?
2: Yeah, my yeah. oh, hands yeah. were blistered and they kind of had like the, what do you call it when your hands are, they're kind of pruned.
1: Pruney.
0: Yeah, just from being we in the water nasty. so long. We
1: were river rats.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I want to become a river rat. Can you just show me where the wrong turn is and I can go <laughs> <Right>? that way?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll take you guys on the same tip. Mean,
1: we did finish and I was like, I would definitely go with you again though. No, that was fun. It was crazy, <laughs> but it was fun. It was crazy. Yeah,
2: once again just
1: cool
0: experience, you know. yeah no that's such a good attitude to have though because you're like well you know like we had the experience like i don't know misadventures are just part of the game like if you're going out and doing an adventure at yeah. some point it's not going to go as you imagine in fact yeah. most yeah. adventures there's little misadventures along the way you know yeah definitely
1: and that's what makes an adventure
0: exactly that's the fun <laughs> part that's the part you got to enjoy
1: yeah to how do you, it i um, do with it
0: let me ask you guys just real quick to kind of like wrap up a little well, first, I did want to ask you about like you guys have skied almost everywhere, it seems like and over the last like month
2: yeah we've, <laughs> we've skied at most of the yeah, ski areas in Colorado so fun. but actually we're going to do a new one this weekend um, for my birthday we're going to go to Monarch, which we haven't been there, so yeah, we're going to stay up at a hotel kind of close to this ski area ski up there which
0: will be fun yeah well so is there any like hidden like not hidden gyms but like is there any one that you're like we have like that's our favorite one like that's one that stands out and obviously you live in a ski town like beaver creek is kind of your main go-to since you can go to it pretty much every day um but is there one that you've traveled to that you're just like wow like this one was so cool like we loved it yeah i think
2: Telluride. Tell- Ride and Crested Butte are tied.
0: What What makes those two stand out? Just the fact that they're like smaller towns, not as visited. Yep.
2: Really beautiful towns that have a lot of character and stuff, and a lot of like really neat locals um, that obviously love to ski and are just passionate about where they live. Um, but just the scenery at both those places are just like mind-blowingly beautiful.
1: It's, so rugged. it's just so rugged
2: like you know both those areas are just like in these canyons surrounded by these 12 to fourteen thousand foot peaks um it's and great. it's a steep both terrain great. too like the, the skiing there is just incredible um you know the, the skiing that's inbounds there would be out of bounds at most places um <laughs> uh, which is just really awesome it's really fun um and they're both, you know, pretty good sized ski areas too. Yeah. But, um, and they get a lot of snow,
1: yeah, which makes
2: them great too, but kind
1: of
2: snow. yeah, it, it, I think it's just, the, I think the beauty of both those places is what we live most though.
0: Yeah. I mean, we went to Telluride this summer and mm-hmm. man, I mean, it's funny. Like if you look at the real estate websites, you're like, what? It's bonkers. Like it is the most expensive place I've ever been probably. Yeah. Um and then you're like I get it though. I get it like this is the prettiest town ever. It'll never grow cuz it's boxed in. It's in a box yeah. canyon. Mm-hmm. Like right. it'll never just grow and grow and grow. Like this is it. Mm-hmm. So these mm-hmm. places and they're worth like an insane amount. And then every house we passed I kept telling Lindsay it was probably Oprah's house cuz apparently she has a house there. I was I like this believe. is probably Oprah's yeah. house. <laughs> I'm like, "Do you think it. this is Oprah's house?"
1: Lindsay's like where 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 (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's yeah man it's it's wild well that's cool yeah those are two good ones I I know I want to spend more time in Crested Butte just everyone has nothing but amazing things to say about it you know as it's just once again it's hard to get to which is why it's cool like which why it's cool and it probably doesn't get as even when it gets really... I'm sure it gets a bunch of visitors at some point, but it's just not as much as some of the other places out here. I
2: mean, yeah, like the, like the locals there will say it's super crowded one day and you'll be in the list line for like 10 minutes. Like, yeah. It's not <laughs> crowded at all like compared
0: to... crowds or... So other places different.
2: like, you know, like Vale and Park can get pretty busy. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, those places are just so... And it's kind of funny to hear like a different local's perspective of what busy looks
0: like. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I wanted to hear just... If you, if you had to take someone out on like a bucket list Colorado adventure, you know, and with kind of the idea of mind, like they would be able to handle it, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What place would you take them? And, you know, like, what would you do on the adventure? You know, like if you had, I probably should have sent you these questions beforehand. I was thinking of this when I was writing them down. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, all good. Think I think going to the Marine Bells,
2: um, it's definitely, you know, something like that anybody's capable of. Um, I know in the summer, there's a bus system that can take you up there.
0: Not and, climbing uh, the maroon bells. Not climbing like, the yeah. maroon
2: bells, but just going to the maroon valley where the maroon bells sit. Um, you know, right behind the parking lot, there's this beautiful lake that reflects the peaks. And then um, there's a nice, behind the lake, there's like this nice three-mile hike that's pretty flat and goes right to the base of the mountains at a lake called Crater Lake. Um which is just really incredible. I mean, the Maroon Bells are just like, I think they are the most photographed mountains in the world.
0: Um, yeah, they're iconic, awesome. dude. When Calvin and I right. did South Maroon, yeah. we walked out of his car, because he slept in his Prius, obviously. You know, it's the only right, way. Obviously. And we walked out of his car, and, th- you know, that lake, that, the famous lake that they're mm-hmm. photographed by, yeah, there Maroon was lake. probably like... 200 people yeah in the dark setting their cameras up and i yeah. was like whoa this is like it looked like every, the walking dead that's just like every yeah. every morning in the summer
2: you know there's you know 50 many to 100 people there like getting ready yeah. to photograph this
0: but that being said like as crowded as that area is as it's just like with anywhere right like all these places can be super crowded i get it but as soon as you go like a mile and a half Mm-hmm. on the trail. Oh yeah. yeah. All of a sudden there's not as many people around and then you go 3 miles or 4 miles and now you're by yourself and you're like, yeah. oh, even though I was in the Maroon Bells which is the most one of the most popular areas out here like mm-hmm. you can find that solitude. Yeah. Definitely.
1: You know, I feel like I would take someone if they like could do anything any of the fourteeners. I just think that that's such a cool aspect of Colorado like yeah. Harvard or Holy Cross.
2: And what's great long, with like the 14ers in Colorado is there's so many different variations and difficulty healthy levels. Um, you know, you have, like, Mount Sherman, which is, like, or, like, Mount Beardstown, which are both, like, you know, just, like, six-mile hikes, only uh, a couple thousand feet of elevation gain, where you're just, like, on a nice, like, smooth trail all the way up, and then you have peaks like South and, like, you did, Chris, and then, um, <laughs> uh, you know, like, Capitol Peak and Cresto Needle and stuff, and, you're like all some pretty serious um, technical hiking and climbing. Yeah, so I think that's what's really neat about fourteeners.
0: No respect for the rivers, huh? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That you guys are river rats no yeah. uh <laughs> no as if as if colorado needed selling points to people i'm sure if right? people yeah. are, like, the people who listen to the podcast like yeah i know i knew at the beginning i wanted to come to colorado and now i know at the end that i still want to come to colorado but <laughs> I mean, the thing that's the yeah and no leeches, nope, no it's leeches. A, i should just call the podcast like why colorado is cool no leeches. um <laughs> But yeah, man, there's like, there's just so much to do that yeah. even two very adventurous people who have explored a lot of the states, like, there's probably a bunch of adventures you still are like. Oh, yeah, gosh. we barely, script, we have We down. barely
2: skipped the surface. Yeah. Of like, yeah. What there is to offer here. I mean, even like in the Vale Valley where we live, I mean, we've, I don't know, have hiked probably like 20% of the trails up here. Oh, yeah. So I think Kathleen's been here for like eight years, and I've been here for about six. And- we're both very active people and it's just that's what's so great about um you know living in this area is that there's just so much out there so much public land to explore um and just so much access to amazing
0: places yeah yeah one you guys i should say i should have started with this you guys just got engaged we did yeah Yeah. soon getting married this august
2: 14th (laughs) yeah
0: man i'm excited uh what's is there like uh day after getting married hike that you have planned or like do you have anything that you're like we're definitely doing this next i was thinking Sunday.
1: a day of i'm definitely gonna do something day up that morning for sure got my 2 a.m start
0: <laughs> oh my god Did you guys do like mount of the holy cross or something day of Could you imagine
1: oh my god and then we're like late because of whatever <laughs> so bad like we'll save that for the day after yeah
0: you better do but, that the day after
1: no we definitely have a couple hikes on the list like with so many friends and family coming to visit um i'm definitely trying to come up with like a couple options and, oh that's cool you know maybe go to a couple lakes in eastvale or something we'll see yeah. nice. we'll keep you posted for sure
0: nice is there is there one like bucket list adventure in colorado still that you're like we have to do this whenever there- we can
1: Zirkle, circle. Zirk, circle. Yeah, I really want to do that
0: one. You guys could also add, like, we could have probably added this. I mean, I guess I haven't looked into any of the details, Scott Stark style. Um, But there's a, I think Mount Zirkle is right there. And somehow you could also climb that. I guess if you camped out there and did like a two-day backpack, you could probably climb it and then also Yeah, that would be cool because it's a beautiful mountain that I don't think many people get to as often. Yeah, I think I heard that's the least visited mountain range in the city. Yeah, so did I, and uh, we went on July third, or actually we went on the fourth of July, so it was the day after our anniversary. But so it was a lot busier than probably normal. <laughs> yeah. So we got bad representation on that, but cool guys. Well, dude, thank you guys for doing this. I wrote down so many different places here that I'm like, <laughs> <That's awesome.
1: laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm super excited to adventure with you guys more. Yeah. Yes. Of course. No,
1: we'll make a happen. Thank you sure. very much. Thanks, All right. Man.
0: All right. We'll see you. Yeah. All right. It. See
1: you.
0: All right, ladies and gents, that wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. That was number two forty three. It is getting close to number 250 which is weird to me that's nuts man it's just you know i mean i know i've talked about it here before um but it's that power of consistency uh this is still a joy to do every week i love it i love sitting down having an excuse to talk to uh various adventurers or my friends like scott and Catherine, who are also adventurers um so I'm, a, I'm really enjoying it. I hope you guys are too. Uh, huge thanks to Scott and Catherine for coming on the show. Um, they're, you know, and also, you know, they live in a ski town. It's winter. It's March. We're about to get dumped on here this weekend, apparently with like buckets and buckets of snow, um, like boatloads of snow. Uh, so to be able to be like, dude, can you guys take like an hour to talk with me? They're probably like, we could be getting that pow right now. That's how, that's what people in ski town say. I think like presumably apparently I think pow stands for powder, but I'm not hundred percent sure. I haven't done that research yet. Um, all I can say is trying to catch up with people who live in ski towns. Like I always thought I was a decent skier. Like I can do Black diamonds, and I've done a couple of double blacks and have survived. I can pizza and French fry with the best of them. um But it's crazy, man. I'm like, oh, there's a whole another level of this ball game. And then B- Scott would probably tell you the same thing. And that isn't that kind of like just what you what you see. No matter what you're doing, there's all these levels, right? You're not gonna start being the number one. Michael Jordan of said activity right you're never ever ever gonna start that way and so many of us adults we have this like picture perfect world in our minds where we're like super good at everything that we do and unfortunately that makes us not try new things because you're like I'm kind of comfortable with what I know how to do so why would I put myself out there and feel uncomfortable when I could just feel comfortable doing the same shit every day um and that's that's a bummer to me that's like the basically that's the opposite of growth right that's not how growth happens growth happens by putting yourself out there trying something new being inspired by somebody who's better than you which because there's always going to be people better than you you know um I bet even Michael Jordan. I mean, I never talked to Michael Jordan. I watched his fantastic documentary, which was awesome. But I guarantee you, if you well, maybe not. I don't want to speak for Michael Jordan. Who am I? <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I bet if you talk to Michael Jordan, there's someone he looks up to that he's like, oh, man, that guy's, that guy's good. I aspire to be that guy. Maybe. Well, you know what? Let's talk about Michael Jordan in golf. There's no way he's the best. The michael he's, he's not the Michael Jordan of golf. He's like just Michael Jordan playing golf. Um, so let's, let's ignore basketball for a second. But if you talk to Michael Jordan about golf, right? I guarantee you there's someone he looks up to where he's like, oh, that guy has a sweet swing. That guy like can shoot better than me and putt and sand trap and other golf things and caddyshack. Like his way, way better than me. Um, so there's someone he looks up to. And so I just think that's an important mindset to have whenever you're starting starting something anew like you got to have that mindset going in you're not going to be an expert you're not going to be great in fact you might feel kind of silly but that's part of it like you got to embrace feeling silly you got to embrace that newness that beginner's mindset um so when i was skiing with scott i was like whoa he is like way better than me and instead of feeling like envious or jealous i was like how cool is this? My friend's super good. Maybe I can learn a thing or two about him. And I was like, maybe I'll try to like run down the mountain. Cause it looks like Scott's running while he's skiing. And you're like, Oh, like, I don't know how to do that yet. I should ask him and, and get trained up and practice more. Um, and things like that. Anyways, that's all I got this week, guys. I got some cool episodes coming up. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the show through all these years. Um, next fall, it'll be five years, which is crazy to me um but thank you so much I really appreciate it uh I've really enjoyed making this I hope you guys have enjoyed listening hope you get little nuggets of wisdom or entertainment um every week because I do I do every week from these guests I'm my mind is blown by the people I've been able to to talk with in and interview um and I'm very proud of this project so thank you guys for tuning in all right we'll get back to you next week